This episode of the Mayfair Theater Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast, episode 38. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. And it's, uh, wow, we're in October now. We're, we're in the, the trenches of the Halloween season with lots of cool, there. cool horror movies on the horizon. Um, I got back, I was in Toronto for however many days, three or four days for just for laughs. Yeah, how's Doug Benson? It was great. So the bad news is I did not become best friends with Doug Benson. <laughs> But the good news is I saw Doug Benson, and it's very interesting because I remember a few short years ago when kind of Kevin Smith was really starting to, to do live podcasts and stuff like that. I just remember my, my brain going like, why would you pay to go see something that you can just download for free and like legally whenever you want? But now, having seen a few things and, and gone to see a live Doug Loves Movies now, it, it's 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 the same as going to see a movie versus watching it on your cell phone. You know, it, it's when you're surrounded by people and they're laughing and and you really do see a lot more. Like you know, because podcasts are essentially a radio show, and so you see the reactions of the comedians and little goofy things they're doing. And on the one I went to, which I still haven't listened to in podcast form yet, they were just doing dumb jokes about their stools. They had these really fancy stools, so they kept on going like higher and lower to be. And making jokes about, oh, this is very good visual humor for our podcast listening audience. But it was great, like super funny. And um, and then I listened to the Doug Loves Minis the day after, and he mentioned us again because of the uh, the 365 movies that I'm nice. in the trenches of. So so there's still my, my, my dream is to still get Doug to come visit us, but uh, it was fun. It was super fun. And one of the guests was, it was Kyle Kinane, a comedian who I shamefully forget her name already. And uh, Canadian uh, comedian Sean Cullen. Mm-hmm. And funny. man, Sean Cullen is funny. <laughs> like he, and, and I mean, all Doug's lo- Doug, Doug Loves Movies is is an excuse for comedians to talk about movies. But yeah, it was good. It was fun. And while I was in Toronto, I just ate all the food. There's many a vegan restaurant. And then um, visited uh, our, our friend Christy. When she left the Mayfair, she went to work for the... MLT, Magic Lantern, Lantern Theater, Carlton in Toronto. So we visited there and went to see a movie with them. And they have like nine screens or something. So it's, wow. it's very different. And like yeah. we, we went to see Mission Impossible on, a, you know, a screen about the size of a futon. Did you announce yourself? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm mad with power. So anytime <laughs> I can get something free, I have no shame. So if it's like, you know... Fantasia Film Fest or, or the NAC, if I can politely say, hi, can I have something for free? I will take it. Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. If, if we had friends visiting us, we would sneak them in for free, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, pretty much I kind of jokingly said to Christy via text, I was like, oh, we're going to be right near your old work. Do you think I could drop your name and be like, she I is. know Christy? Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Nice. But 
man, they have so much more space. So they have like big long hallways that they can put cool movie posters in and stuff. They probably have standees. Standee, exactly. And yeah, standees. I miss making up standees. And they have like like you walk in, from the outside, it doesn't look like anything. And you walk in, and there's like a box office, a hallway, like a, a, a giant lobby with like a number of tables for people to sit and have coffee or whatever. Yeah. And then I only saw the one theater, but and and um, and I texted Christy, and just because. Nothing against the fine folks at, at the Carlton, but we have a nice big theater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I said, I haven't seen a, the- a movie in a theater this small for a long time. And she was like, this isn't even the smallest one here. Oh, and I was like, wow. And it, it was probably like, you know, maybe 50 seats, tiny little screen. And like the projector was at like eye level. Like it was at, you know, oh, wow. the window was at the back. At, so you stand up and you're in the way. Yeah, you could stand up and be like right in the way of the, the projector, wow. no problem. Oh, like the screening rooms at the World Exchange. Yeah, it's, it pretty much exactly was, like that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that, didn't that used to be a Cineplex, that theater? I think so, yeah. And now it's it's a, is it Rainbow? Is it, yeah. It's under Rainbow, yeah. yeah. So it, it's a smaller chain. But they do do, I think, thanks to Christy, they do the room and yeah. they, they, well, man, they were doing some stuff, like their screening. They do have the advantage of much smaller theaters and whatever it is, eight or nine theaters, but they're doing stuff like they're screening Howard the Duck coming up, mm-hmm. which we could do, but it's always that risky endeavor. We have one screen and, you know, it's a little bit. Yeah. And and they do a thing called the... Um, 20 people show up to your theater that yeah. has 30 seats. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's almost sold out, in fact. <laughs> like, I was ecstatic when... When, and I remember the numbers just because I was so happy about it when 52 people showed up to, to Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. I would love if it was 325, but 52, it feels like a small accomplishment. To be like, yeah, yeah, we did it. We got 50 people to come out and see this old movie that, that uh, you know, has been seen over and over again by nerds. Yeah. But, and they also do a thing that I can't remember if these folks have contacted us or if we thought about contacting them, but they do the, the Muff Society. And it's what? a, it's a, wait, it's a female driven. Yes, I know. Uh, um, uh, so I forget what their movie was this month, but it's, it's Toronto, New York and somewhere else. And they, it's just, it's like anything else. Like it's like a themed, themed screening. What are they showing this month? I forget, but they've shown like, I'm sure they, they show like whatever the, the genre of the time. So it's probably, oh, it's Ginger Snaps. They're showing Ginger nice. Snaps for Halloween. But I thought that'd be fun too to get kind of anytime you can get a group behind something. Yeah. Hopefully that means that group will come and bring their friends and everything like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. And um, the saddest part about walking around Toronto is the amount of theaters you walk by that aren't oh, theaters anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's one, and it was in the the garment district. And I'm, I'm bad with areas in Toronto, but it it is now a like a furniture store, like an antique shop. But it still has not like the the letters of a marquee, but it has like the the triangle of a marquee, like like over the sidewalk, kind of. And you could tell where the box office once was, and you and and we walked by like three of those, like in in just like the downtown core of Toronto. And it's always like, but right near our friend's place was the Royal Cinema, if I remember correctly, and that's a single house theater, so that's cool that they're still hanging on there. And they were doing just for laugh stuff as well. So they were actually nice. doing both. And they were showing, like, they had to sign up for The Martian. Did The Martian come out or is it coming out? It's, it's out. It's out. So, yeah, they, they were showing The Martian when we were when we were there. But, yeah, it's cool. And it's, it's fun to bump into people who know the Mayfair. Yeah. Or listening to the podcast. And that's always fun. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, so I didn't get picked. Not Doug's best friend, but it was still a fun time <laughs> in Toronto. How did uh, this oh changes everything go? Oh man, this changes everything. Was bananas. <laughs> yeah, it changed as everything. Predicted. <laughs> was was like all hands on deck. Yeah. Well, uh, while I was lazing in Toronto. He showed up to take photos, and yeah. so he helped out, and yeah. Nick showed up guy. with his mom. Okay, yeah. Nick, so, our, Nick our security guy yeah, for yeah. the room in Rocky Horror. I yeah. saw him here when I came to work, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, he, yeah. it makes sense for him to be here, but he just he just came to see the movie. Right, so right, right. But it ended just up helping out as well. Well, I, I was... It, it, and the, Christy came to help out, too. Cool. The, the miracle of social media. Like, I don't know how people did this thing before because now I was able to kind of casually wake up in the morning in Toronto and kind of do Twitters or go on Facebook for a little bit or whatever. Um, made up a couple posters that for, for new times, that kind of thing. So like on Sunday morning, like I'm on Twitter, like answering questions and posting things and reminding people the rules that 99.9% of people realize that, yeah. you know, when our box office opens, the, that, that kind of thing. But Whenever I woke up and I looked at the the, the Twitter feed a little while later, and Which I think exploded. it was I think it was like eleven a.m. eleven a.m. or eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah. And our first movie of the day was I believe Shaun of the Sheep at one thirty, meaning we'd open at one. And I think at 11 or 11.30, there was like a lineup like around the block already. I showed up at noon, which was like when I got here, realized was yeah. like 30 minutes before I was supposed to be here. But I was right. like, that's fine. You know, I have a day ahead of me so I can start like yeah. getting ready. But like 10 minutes later, oh, people started showing up outside the door. Yeah. I texted Matt, our candy bar guy, and I said, come in through the side door. Uh-huh. Like, this <laughs> is a brain. He's getting in. Follow him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So still, like, and it, it was, uh, I almost got to the point where it was like, I was going to tell people who wanted tickets for this Changes Everything to just wait. Yeah. So that I could get the kids in to see Shaun the Sheep. Because yeah, there were so many people here yeah. to get tickets for this Changes Everything. But there were still about 30 people who showed up for Shaun the Sheep, I think. Yeah. Maybe a little less than that, but like. So did you just like walk down the line and was like, if there's any sheep people here, please just. Come ahead, well, I like, just like waved the kids forward. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like there's kids throwing tantrums in line. Ah. Some people took care of it themselves. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you should go ahead. You're obviously here for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Man, it's, it's good though. It's fun. It was bananas. I thought I was going to get a break. My boyfriend sent me with uh, nachos and salsa. <laughs> and I was like, I want to eat this. I want to eat this. But I didn't get a chance to eat it at all. And it's like anything else. Like I, I find when we have like a, a, a free movie day or or you know so, some event, ninety nine point nine of the percent of the people are cool. And even I remember when we and then there and the then other there's guys. There, there's oh the, the, yeah. And even on on Twitter and Facebook, it was nice. Like people taking photos and being like so excited, and we got our ticket, and thanks for bringing this movie in, etc. A lot yeah. of positivity. But then there's people who who can't read the post correctly. <laughs> That we're, we're and you know, not to shame anybody, but it, 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 it's like talking to a kid where you basically say, okay, well, you're the one person who emailed us a complaint. Everybody else who came to get a ticket realized the box office opened at one. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, every business gets this. I, it, whether you're like, mm. you know, like House of Target across the street, whether the NAC. I mean, people don't like, realize that we're, we're not always open. Like, we don't, yeah. we're not like an office, like nine to five. Exactly, yeah. We're only open, you know, a half hour before the film, as we say, so... Yeah, like, we're here now in-house to record the podcast, but there was nobody here today. Technically, no. we're not here. We're not here, no. yeah. Like, so... But it, it's... Um, 
and, and shamefully, I, I, I knew not of Miss Klein. <laughs> and then when I told my friend Al, who we were staying with in Toronto, he was like, how do you not know her? And oh I'm like, God. because I, my brain is filled with comic book and movie knowledge, and I don't necessarily know the important things About in the life. end of the world. Yeah. The end of the world is going to happen without me. I need to know who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman. That's what I need in my head. But the, uh, so how did the Q&A go? Was it? Um, well, so we sold out. Yes. Um, and they did a bit of an intro before the film. So that, there were so many people here. Yeah. We pushed back the start of the movie a right, little bit. Right. And so. And a then, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And then we pushed back the uh, late show. The late show. By half an hour. So yeah. the Q&A was, but the Q&A was still a little short. Right. You know, uh, considering. It all ended. I thought it was just going to be like really hard to end but they like it all ended right with the uh, book signing yeah yeah, yeah. They, which went like, quicker than I expected yeah um uh everything was handled super well on their end you know what I mean um yeah, yeah. the thing is is that like the, they were dealing with a huge topic yeah and ideally probably we would have had more time mm-hmm. because like People were asking big questions in the Q&A. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. dude stands up and is basically like, Naomi. How do I um, save the world? How do we save the world? And she's like, uh, we don't have time for this question. Next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, really? She turned down questions? There's a few that they were sort of like, uh, come talk to me after. Or uh, that's something you should DM me on Twitter about. Read or, the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Things like that, um, especially at the end, when because they had said, like, okay, so we have, like, basically 10 minutes to go before we should really get on the book signing, because I'm sure a few of you want your book signed, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And they did a couple of things to, like, expedite the signing process. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy from uh, Random House who went up the line and, like, asked everybody their name. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that she could just write, like... Yeah. Because I was worried there'd be, like, you know... Everyone would want to like talk her head off yeah. for like half an hour. Yeah, yeah, but it's a all you can hope for in that is that the people getting the autograph are are cool enough to understand that they can just get their autograph and say thanks very much and then yeah. get out of dodge. Well, I like, think it was a room full of really smart people. So yeah, so which is nice. So it was very yeah. very efficient. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was awesome. Uh, it was also like it was a huge bummer to have to turn so many people away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, our capacity is like 325, and, and yeah. probably 10,000 people wanted to come. So, you really? 10,000? Well, <laughs> no, no, did you say 10,000 or 1,000? I said 10,000. You said 10,000? I'm thinking it was 10,000. Like, not just that, like, people who called, and not necessarily people that we turned away at the door, but like, oh, yeah. overall, people who heard about well, it. Well, I mean, even if we come. had like a thousand seats, we probably, maybe we'd still be turning people away because the problem is that they don't know yeah. the right time to come. So ho- well, hopefully yeah. people will be interested to just come see the movie without Naomi here because we've I got think, it all. Um, oh, yeah. Council so. of Canadians is still going to be here giving out information oh, and cool. stuff like, like everything yeah. besides the Q&A and intro and, yeah. and meeting this amazing woman yeah. uh, are still on the menu, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it should be good. And yeah, and people I think, have Well, been... some people who came out are going to be coming out again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. yeah. Yeah. And it, and it always falls back on, like, when this happens, then not only is it easier for us from the distributor point of view, because they go, oh, you guys sold tickets to this. Yeah. And it's easier for us to say, we want more environmental documentaries as such, because, yeah. you know, and it's, it's the joke. People like, why, why do we play? Somebody on Facebook, I thought he was joking, but I don't think he was. I and mean, I said, like, 
I, I put like the, the 74th screening of the room, Halloween edition, coming in October 17th, whatever. And he went like, why? And I said, because people keep buying tickets, smiley face. <laughs> but I think he was perplexed Did by you why. Call, were you calling him smiley face? Or? Yeah, smiley face. Hey, smiley face. That's my term of endearment. And, uh, but, you know, if, if the room didn't sell tickets, we wouldn't screen the room. But There was a period in time where it wasn't it was selling close. tickets. It was close. It was close. Yeah. Sort of on the fence. But then last month it's had 115. Oh, and so. there's, a, there's a new, um, I guess, potential cult movie that's out. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a That I want to mention. Yeah. I'm hoping that we can show it. Yeah. Um, it's called... Oh, I dropped my glasses. Oh, my God. That was... <laughs> excuse that noise. Uh, it's called Dangerous Men. Okay. And it's... Um, it's it's like the new Miami connection. Is it so filmed good. now? It was shot by this written produ- it's another one of these written okay, produced yeah, yeah. scored starring edited whatever. Um, it it took like two decades to make and finish. Right. Um, and it finally got released like a few years ago or something and mm-hmm. it played at a theater in LA mm-hmm. like the Sunset 5 or something to like, you know, five people. Right. And that was that, and then it then there was a midnight show after that, where it sold out. Right. And uh, Alamo uh, Drafthouse Films, I believe, are doing a uh, a big nationwide release of it. Okay. Well, I mean, we've screened... it's like a martial arts crazy right. martial arts movie. We've screened a number of Drafthouse films, so it's probably mm-hmm. a bit of an easier connection for us. But to... that gives you an indication of of how these cults build is that you know oh, yeah. the first screening is like five people yeah and then the five people who see that movie they go out and tell 50 of their friends and then the second screening is yeah. a lot more oh yeah so um i don't know what dangerous men's about but again it's it's very it, uh, there's a trailer for it on youtube yeah it seems very reminiscent or in the same vein of uh, miami connection like a really well-intentioned but bad right action film what was the one we screened I think it was around Christmas time, maybe, and we had a Skype with the filmmakers, and it was like a documentary about a Canadian kung fu oh, guy. That oh, that creepy guy? Yeah, what was that uh, one called? Kung Fu Elliot? Kung yeah. Fu Elliot. The filmmakers are great, very nice fellows, and, and just like the stories are nuts because they were just doing a documentary about this eccentric guy, and then they got into the heat of it, and crazy stuff happened. But I don't know whether it's a sign that I'm becoming a nicer person or <laughs> getting sissier, but movies like that... Once upon a time, I might be able to watch and laugh at it, and now I see it, and I'm, I just cringe. Like, it's just... Well, Kung Fu Elliot's very different, and it's yeah. that it's, it's... I haven't seen it, I, but, well, I know, like, but I know that it's not... That's um, a documentary about a guy making a bad it's, movie. It's about, it's about the guy. It's, like, about his yeah. personality. It's not really about the movies. Right, yeah, yeah. And I don't know where the movie stands, if he's finished his... If he has a feature-length Kung Fu movie of his own, but it's, like, one of those things where there's... There's so many of these movies out there, especially now, like, like with um, people doing stuff, you know, editing's easier, buying a nice-looking camera's easier, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Making a movie in general is not easier, though. No, I mean, no. Even if you're shooting digitally, it's all still different. Yeah, but it's just that every year there's a ton of bad movies made, so mm-hmm. it's interesting to see which ones become, like, the cult. Because, mm-hmm. like, when Sharknado came out, there continues to be Sharknados, like, mm-hmm. of, of various animal beasts and things. They're on, like, the fourth one now, aren't they? Oh, God. Maybe, yeah. Like, this fourth one will come out, I guess. The third one came out, but it, it's, um, 
you know, Sci-Fi Network down in the States, they produce one of these giant monster movies once a week. So why did Sharknado break through? Or why did The Room break through? I'm sure you could find all kinds of movies that are equally as bad as The Room, but something caught with that one that made it, you know, made the cult grow around it. Mm -hmm. And then now, like, now we're showing neighbors in front of The Room, and it's... I, you what were was here the for reaction that. to that? The, yeah. It was weird. Well, it was a very weird... It was a good turnout. It was a very good turnout. It was a weird evening because two-thirds of that... I'm saying approximately two-thirds of the 115 tickets were just for the room. So people were showing up as... Thinking the, that... Because the Neighbors was on first. Well, and everyone's showing up. And it shows you how it's interesting how sometimes people don't pay attention to newsletters and Twitter and Facebook. So the two thirds of the people showing up either didn't mention or care about neighbors, or walked in and say it was like quarter to when neighbors was ten thirty, room was eleven, and everything mm. started on time. So they were walking in at like twenty to eleven, quarter eleven, and going like, "Oh, did the room start? Am I wrong?" And I'm like, "Oh no, we're showing a, a half hour short before." And they went, "Oh, okay." Nobody complained. Nobody did anything, but. Only a third of the crowd actually came to see the room. But as people were coming in, it was this interesting, like, them watching it and enjoying it in that room-esque way. But, like, the room at least has some semblance of production value. Like, you can hear it, you know? And, and but neighbors from, like, I was busy uh, in the box office, but I'd kind of come back and forth. It sounds horrible. I, I tried yeah. the, I tested the DVD a bit, and it, like, the volume levels are, like... Yeah. Because I just ran insane. up to kind of press play on the D, on the uh, on the on the projector, mm. and then come back down and sell a couple more tickets and run back up, and yeah, you you couldn't hear anything, but the crowd still liked it. And plus, it was bookended by an underwear commercial and a music video, so it was actually like Marcus was very confused when he yeah. ingested it. He was like, yeah. "I'm not sure if there's actually a show." Because is this supposed? To, yeah, the beginning is this, and the end is this, which is not a show. Yeah, so I don't know if we're we don't have it advertised yet. I will. I'm going to double check that today. But if we're showing chapter two in front of the well, room, did you hear any reaction? Like, was were there big laughs or? It, it was. It's hard to say. I just mean, total like. Total silence. Silence, you know, yeah. People were clapping and cheering a bit, but it was... I think that crowd would come to see it again, come to see Chapter 2. I mean, these people, who, these people who are coming to the room, it, it, it is what perplexes folks, understandably, of like, why are you going to see this horrible movie over and over again? And it's kind of hard to explain to people, like, oh, it's fun, or it's this community, or it's whatever. But it's the same as people who don't like horror movies. You try to explain why you're going to a horror movie, and they're like... But it's scary and gross. And you're like, no, it's fun. And you can't, you're not going to change anyone's mind. No. Like, like, we have different audiences at the Mayfair. And, you know, the audience, don't want to stereotype it, but the audience coming to see This Changes Everything might not be the room crowd, you know? Some of them maybe, but... Well, I, it's interesting. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of overlap somewhere. Yeah. But, like, not a big one. Yeah. What were you going to well, say? You just look at the posters, and you get a you know a pretty good general idea. Like yeah. you look at you, we we've been doing really well with a walk in the woods with yes. the Robert Redford Nick Nolte movie. Yeah, and you look at that poster, and yeah. it's Nick Nolte and Robert Redford wearing knapsacks. Yeah, and yelling at each other. Yelling at each other, and it's like Which you get a, like a crowd of white hair. Yeah, and you gotta love them. Yeah, yeah and and awesome. you look at that, and you're like, okay, I know what I 
I have a pretty good idea of what that is. And then yeah. you look at the poster for Partisan with Vincent Cassell, which didn't draw much of a yeah. crowd. You look at that poster, it's a really nice poster. Vincent yeah. Cassell's face, it's very purple background. But you look at that and you go, like, what's this? Like, partisan, yeah. what does that refer to? Is this, like, a horror movie? Is this a drama? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad poster or it's bad advertising. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. <clears throat> it's soft sell versus, you know, the hard sell. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope painted posters make a comeback now. With, with mm-hmm. Everything's going retro, right? Like, filmmakers are shooting on film and people are buying vinyl. And we're in this little bit of a retro phase. I guess there's always some form of retro phase, but... Um, like there's a painted poster for Star Wars, and there, I, there's been a lot. A couple of the indie movies have had painted posters. Even the one for um, for Drunk Stone, Brilliant Dead. That's a nice poster. Like yeah. looks like the looks cover. Looks like a, a Mad Magazine. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's really cool because that looks like a really good documentary. Yeah, because for so long it was it was the fault of, and it's funny because Scream had two posters. One was this really nice black and white close up of Drew Barrymore, scary looking thing, mm-hmm. and the other one was just eight headshots of the the the. The, the beautiful young people in the movie. And, and somebody told me it's Scream's fault. That was the first poster. And then in 1995-96, everything became floating heads. Here's Brad Pitt's head. Yeah, here's Denzel it's, because head. it's about selling stars. People, yeah. they're, you know, they're marketing to the very casual moviegoer. Like yeah. they, they need to look at the poster and go, oh, that's Harrison Ford. I like him. We'll go see it. What's the movie about? Uh, well, I don't know. Harrison Ford's in it. So. Yeah, because I remember the poster for Moneyball, like... You look at the poster for, you know, um, Angels in the Outfield, the, the, the remake, the Disney one, and it's... Danny I, Glover? Danny Glover, yeah. I think it's Drew Struzan poster, but it's a painted poster, and it's got the headshots on, it's Did, got Danny Glover. Danny Glover, the producer of... The producer. Uh, this uh, yeah. changes everything? <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm too old for this shit, Danny Glover. Yeah. It's, uh, you look at that, and you're like, oh, it's a baseball movie. But then you look at the poster for Moneyball, and it's Brad Pitt sitting in a baseball bleacher seat but the way it's shot you can't quite tell it's a baseball bleacher seat you can't see the baseball field and you're like oh well it's it's brad pitt but if you weren't paying attention you wouldn't know it's a baseball movie it would just be like oh it's brad pitt let's go see what that is you know but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i like that this changes everything it's so nice end of the world painted poster that nice nice, uh, illustrated poster and uh and yeah so as mentioned we have that every single day between Friday the 9th and Thursday the 15th. Yeah. Matinee shows, late or 7 p.m. shows, so hopefully you'll, people who missed out have plenty of opportunity to come check that out. Uh, the aforementioned A Walk in the Woods, which has a really good cast and I think is essentially a grumpy old man and it's, movie. It's getting really big laughs. Like, we're yeah. getting good crowds for it and, like, really big laughs coming out of the theater. Well, people yeah, are really enjoying it. Because it's Nick Nolte... Um, as himself. As himself. <laughs> uh, uh, Robert Redford... As Bill Bryson, the author. And Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. And then his Mary uh, Steen version. And uh, So it's attractive. Yeah. It's attractive older people. What do you call... And Nick Nolte. 50... Wait. Because the the middle age has been thrown around a lot. Where, like, some people are, like, 60. And they're like, ah, middle age. And I'm like... They're not middle age. Well, I hope so. But, uh, you know... But it's like 50, there's something for 50-year-olds. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when I was younger, middle age was like 40 years old. Yeah. And my dad hit 40... Yeah, and like did the I yeah got the truck thing. And I'm only like ten years away from middle age. Well, I think I think once upon a time middle age. I think that's what like be, the thirty yeah. year old crisis is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's uh, and also 
uh, Nick Offerman and Kirsten Schaller are in it, yeah. who, are, who are brilliant. Mm-hmm. They're so great. I don't know how big their part is. I'm going to go see that this week because I was in Toronto, so I missed it uh, when we had the first run of it. Um, then we have Fort Tilden, which is, is a movie I heard about thanks to the podcast world. And it's two comedians, uh, Claire McNutt, McNulty. Other comedians? Yes. And Bridie Elliott. And I heard about them, I think it was an episode of Comedy Bang Bang, if I remember okay. correctly. And they're, uh, and so this is like their film about, and it's a simple premise, it's like kind of two dumb girls going to the beach. Yeah, it's these Trying two. Trying to get to the beach. Yes. These two hipster kind of trust fund kids in Brooklyn. Brooklyn kids, yeah. yeah. But it, it won the grand jury prize at SXSW. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, it looks really good. It, mm-hmm. lo- it looks really funny. Um, and it's Orion. It's in the states at least uh, released by Orion. Orion is back, which I thought Orion went away Pictures. like thirty years ago. Is yeah. is this like their big comeback? I guess so. They went. You know, they would. Orion was. You know, uh, there were the major studios like Universal, Warner Brothers, and then Orion was the big mini major. Yeah. Of the eighties, and they did like you know they did Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. and Dances with Wolves and Platoon and. UHF. Yeah, and a and bunch of B stuff, right? Like a bunch of monster movies and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, Critters? Was Critters? They might have done Monster Squad, I'm not oh, sure. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Um, but stuff like that, anyway. And then they went bankrupt. Yeah. And uh, I guess they sort of, they're, they're kind of back under new management or something. Interesting, yeah. And uh, Fort Tilden is one of their new releases. And because this is like a tiny film, like it, it's, mm-hmm. we've got the auto premiere of it, it just kind of came off the festival circuit, so yep, yep. they're doing that kind of stuff, which is cool, but it, it's just the, seeing that logo. You see that logo at the beginning of the track. I saw that and I'm like, well, I kind of knew, they, there was a remake of The Town That Dreaded Sundown that came out, and yeah. I saw the trailer for that, and I see the Orion logo at the beginning, and I'm like, didn't they go out of business yeah. like 25 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. So that's... It's like when Tom Cruise tried to bring back United Artists, and I don't know if anything came out. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, even now, like... like, Because United Artists was another studio like that, where they were... Yeah. They were doing... Uh, well, they, they did Heaven's Gate, which was like this huge flop, right. and that ruined them. Yeah. And then, you know... Ten years ago or five years ago or something, Tom Cruise tried to resurrect it, and I don't know if anything came of that. I don't think so. Now we just need Canon to come back. Oh my God, that <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> you think some 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 rich filmmaker out there would want to bring back Canon or some some who who owns like can someone just buy that logo like and try again? Well, I th- well I mean, who, well, I guess MGM owns their library. Okay. So I guess you'd have to call MGM and be like, hey, could you know? We'd like to purchase the Canon they, Library. I, I guess someone would just have to purchase the Canon Library and then maybe start doing remakes. Start doing uh, Canon Resurrection. Yeah, because that's what happened with Hammer, where like yeah, Hammer had kind of a resurgence too. We right? had to wait for I could be wrong about this, but I think I think like twenty years or so, and then it was thanks to remakes. They just kept making remakes. Yeah, they did the Let, Let the Right One In remake. Yeah, and 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 some of their older stuff like. Um, House on Haunted Hill, or the, uh, a bunch of bunch of old properties they had got remade, in the, mm. like, and mm. then I think they've done um, oh the one the one with Harry Potter in it, uh, the Women in Black. I think that was them. So they, yeah. their stamp got on some stuff for the first time in like two decades, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's weird seeing a Ryan on screen. It makes me think mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch like a 1983 like. Chuck Norris movie or something. Yeah, yeah, you will see it. We'll see the Orion logo on the big screen, and it'll be like for the first time in twenty five years. Yeah. So we got that. So then, uh, Halloween theme. We have uh, Good Night, Mummy. 
Mm-hmm. This we, looks really good. It looks terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it looks essentially it's two creepy kids and a creepy mom. I love the premise. Yeah. It's like the mom gets plastic surgery. She's an actress. She gets it's like plastic surgery, yeah. And uh, she comes home from from the operation. She's still got the um, bandage on her the face. bandage on her face, and she's got these two young boys, and they feel like she's acting weird. Acting weird, right? And they start to suspect that it's not really her, or that yeah. she's possessed by something. Yeah. Um, check out the trailer on YouTube. It's it's really creepy. And and it's twin, an Austrian film. Twins are creepy normally. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's only on for two nights. Yeah. On Friday and Wednesday. At nine o'clock. Yeah. Don't miss it. Yeah. So that's good. That was one of our. We have almost like a Halloween movie weekly, pretty much. Yeah. Between like cooties, then this. Get yourself revved up. Yeah. And then Horror tales. October. Tales of Ta- Hor- Horror October. Horror. No, that, that, that's, that's not right. Horror October. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's next our, year. That's our prostitute <laughs> yeah. uh, series that's coming up later. We can do it. Yeah, a month. It'll be Pretty Woman, and uh, <laughs> um, but then what do we? Then we have, um, of course, Tales of Halloween. Tales that of Halloween. Yeah, Tales of Halloween. That's um, the sixteenth. So that's next Friday. Uh, yeah, and then after that will be um, we have Rocky Horror coming up, of course, and then we have our The Shining and The Exorcist. Yeah, one mm-hmm. night onlys of a Nosferatu. double bill. Oh God, yeah, not, that's the other one. Everything. I was thinking of. There's so many things, guys. Yeah, so it's Good Night, Mommy, Tales, Nosferatu. And then Rocky Horror. And then so be- far. Yeah, and then in between there, the one night only very special screening of Army of Darkness, and then the mm-hmm. double bill of Shining and Exorcist. Yeah. So that's our Halloween month. So plenty. And then, unfortunately, due to Final Girls powers out of our control, Final Girls got pushed back a little bit, but that just means we get a encore of a Halloween movie the week after Halloween yeah. on November 6th. And that's like a spoof on 80s yeah. horror cliches. And it's getting really good reviews. And and the only good thing about having to redo the dates and me having to do work on the bus ride home from Toronto to make this poster is a much nicer poster came this out. This poster works so well with mm-hmm. the logo situation. And it has a nice quote from Sam Raimi on it praising the film. So mm-hmm. the other one was just was a really bad Photoshop, horrible thing. So... But, uh, yeah, so Goodnight Mummies are Halloween offering this week. Um, and then, because it's, I, again, I forgot it's a long weekend, but we have... Well, well we, 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 also we almost have, did too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have Yakuza Apocalypse, to, Takeshi Miike's. Isn't, isn't there a bit of horror in that, or is that just straight up... Or is this uh, just blood? I'm if you sh- want to watch a lot true. of blood, maybe you a can come A lot of blood and gore. Yakuza. I'm sure it's blood and guts, because he has a, a resume of pretty blood. gory films. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, a couple of children's films, I think. Really? <laughs> films about like incest and rape oh, and yeah, horrible yeah. things and maybe a couple of um, kids' films. Under I thought spell. you were implying that those were just two <laughs> movies for children. No, 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 no. The, well, his, his most famous film is, well, arguably, is probably like something you like... You should have seen the look Mel gave me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? How dare you? Uh, he did Itchy the Killer and yeah. 13 Assassins. And a bunch of really violent, cool, yeah, like award-winning like, movies. Uh, samurai films and horror films. Audition, which is fantastic. Which is nuts, yeah. Um, and, like, his movies have been nominated at, or win, won at award, like, like can. So it's, like, it's not just, like, nerd fest that give him praise. He's really prolific. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's done, like, I don't know, 60, is it? 60 films? I don't know. I, lo- I was looking at his IMDb. Mm-hmm. But I think he has done... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. His films range from violent and bizarre to dramatic and family friendly. Yeah. So. And that's something that a lot of 
American filmmakers can't get away with. Because I remember, I think it was David Cronenberg saying he just wanted to do... He, David Cronenberg really likes baseball and, and like, racing. Yeah, fast car. Uh, and it, he did a uh, racing Yeah. Film. And I remember him saying how hard it is to... He's like, I want to do a baseball film. And they're like, will there be bugs in it? And he's like, no, no, just a baseball drama. And they're like, nope, you're not allowed. You're David Cronenberg. So it's like, good news, bad news. It's like, you've got a career, but you have to only do creepy bug yeah. movies. But, uh, uh, yeah, and so we have kid movies this weekend, too. We have another screening of Shaun the Sheep. If you've missed that, come check it out. It's, it's very good. On Monday. Monday, holiday Monday, turkey day Monday. Shaun the Sheep and Inside Out. Inside um, Out. Both look really good. Inside Out is all about feelings, and it looks adorable. <laughs> it's all about feelings. It is, though. Get ready to cry. Yeah. And this is from the Pixar people. Yep, and, and with the exception of Cars, I love everything that Pixar does. Cars is the exception, and they're making a third one, and I'm very upset with them, but it makes a lot of money, so I can't, you know, and kids like it, but uh, Inside Out, um, I've heard nothing but great things about it. It's much like a couple of other films. A lot of people say it might not only deserve an Oscar award for animated feature, but they're going to try to push for a, a just best picture award yeah. for it, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, yeah, it just looks great. It's going to be, you know, Pixar has a very near perfect track record for the most part and um a lot of people have said this is you know ranks right up there with you know their best like mm-hmm. toy story and wally if this if this one is not their best i hear yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's got a really uh cool comedy cast um bill hater yep and and uh amy poehler amy poehler is the the lead emotion uh lewis black is anger which of course makes sense <laughs> And then it's uh, Mindy Kaling and the other actress, I don't know her name, but she was on the American office. And uh, she's kind of like the, 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 the quiet, um, wears glasses, kind of mousy looking uh, uh, actress. But she plays, she's one of the, one of the emotions. And um, Phyllis? Phyllis, yes. Phyllis yes. Smith? Yes. And, um, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, that people. I love showing kids movies. I, I, I love especially when people are coming here for like the first time with kids. My boyfriend's nephew might come oh. for his first movie this weekend. Is he maybe, gonna, maybe. Is he going to come see Sean out. or Inside Out? Oh, for so, Inside Out. His mom man. was super stoked when she heard that we might be playing Inside Out soon. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like he recently sat through an entire movie at home kind of thing. So she's kind of excited to like see how this might go. Yeah. Well, um, my friends in, in Toronto, their, their, their little daughter, Annabelle, is the cutest little kid ever. And she's only in preschool. And, and she's just super nerd. Super mm. nerd. And, mm. like, so they brought her to, to see some of the superhero stuff. And she managed through it. But then there's a part where the kid has to go to the washroom. And you have to explain to her that you can't pause it. <laughs> yeah. And so then she's like, no, I don't want it. It's like a two and a half hour movie or whatever. But... I'm always sad when my out of friend, out of town friends' kids go to movies, and I'm like, "No, you're missing Bring the experience." Them to yeah, <laughs> got to come here and see see movies the way they 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 should be seen. Where we duct tape you to your seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's I mean that's like the way movies should be seen. Like it, it's it's very interesting now because more and more movies are are being released digitally and theatrically at the same time, especially independent films. Mm-hmm. And we did I think pretty well with Cooties, and that was available on iTunes at the exact same time that mm-hmm. we were we were screening it. 
So I'm, I'm circling, I'm trying to find information about, I'm a big um, podcast Nerdist fan, and they're presenting their first film, and it's mm-hmm. a horror film called The Hive. Mm-hmm. And so I've sent, them, I've sent them some emails, and they replied to me, and basically it's like, I'm like, are you guys thinking about coming into Canada? Um, are you, do you guys have a plan for that? And they, they asked me, and they said, oh, will it matter if it's on digital at the same time? And I said, well, you know, it depends. We, we, we screened What We Do in the Shadows and Cooties and, and uh, a, a little while back, uh, Iron Sky, I think, was all available digitally and, and big screen. And so we'll see. I, I got to put that information forward to our, our programmer. And, um, but it's a different world now. Where I think once, I, once upon a time, people were afraid, like, oh, Movie theaters are dead because stuff's coming out on digital. Mm-hmm. But for us, anyhow, there's still people who want to see it on the big screen. Yeah. And that's what I said. Like, if, if they said, you can watch, you know, Star Wars at home, like, five days before, or wait and see it on the big screen, I'm waiting to see it on the big screen. Like, I, I want to have that experience. And Cooties, man, is, was a prime example. A good crowd. Prime example of a good crowd enjoying a, a horror film. And kids coming to see comedy, or, or even like you said, Walk in the Woods, which is like a comedic drama, but that's getting a reaction from people coming out. Yeah. To, I always think when people say like, oh, why bother going out? I'm like, oh, it's such a sad existence. Yeah. Like the thought of like never wanting to go out to dinner or never wanting to go out to see a show, like just to, sure, you might have a nice TV at home, but don't you want to go outside every once in a while? <laughs> like, but, Look at other things besides your four walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your phone and your iPad. Yeah. And your hula hoops and your... <laughs> and your U-Tunes. Your U-Tunes, your kids. <laughs> or as my dad calls it, YouTube. 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 <laughs> and, uh, well, there's what? Yeah, we mentioned Yakuza. What was the other one coming up? I wanted to, there's... The Assassin? Yeah. With uh, Shu... I can't pronounce her name. So that's going to be one of those, like... The, the actress from The Transporter and So Close, the Hong Kong actress yeah. from So Close. So that's going to be, like, one of these, like, horrendously beautiful cinematography, like, like mind-blowing mm-hmm. cinematography and lots of, like, cool either slow-motion or fast-motion sword-fighting scenes. Yeah. I don't even care about the plot in these movies. I'm just like, <laughs> if, it's, if it's slow-motion or fast-motion with sword-fighting scenes and some kick-ass-looking woman in, a, in, in, like, you know, period garb... Yeah. Fighting with a sword, I'm I'm all in. Done deal. Yeah, and um, but yeah, on the horizon, I think there's you know we keep on booking more and, and even like that, like we booked the yakuza yakuza assassin. No wait, sorry, yakuza apocalypse. And Yaku- so, yakuza. Assassin. That's, I'm sure that's a movie, <laughs> but uh, probably only, a Takeshi Miike movie. Yeah, only on October 21 and 22, so not a not a super lead in. Sometimes we're able to book these things pretty well, close. Well, we should mentioned that when we book um like when we book an ottawa premiere and and slap some dates on it those dates could uh, yeah on occasion change yeah Yeah. so good night good night mommy was originally just scheduled for uh, like the 14th and the 15th and now it's starting this friday the 9th yeah so the dates may change the week of so you just got to keep looking at the schedule week to week yeah and most of the time they they stay the same but every once in a while stuff gets switched up just because of Either the distributor or something that some mm-hmm. rental came in or something like that, um, but yeah, it, it really, it's as easy as just you know checking out the website every once in a while, mm-hmm. and and once it is locked into the week, then it's locked in. So like every Monday, the next Friday to Thursday is locked in. But people always ask like, oh, do you do you, are you guys going to get fill in the blank? And I just say like, and I always try not to be like snarky about it, but I'm like, well, if you don't see it on the website, the answer is maybe or we don't know because. 
as soon as we book something, we put that up there. Mm-hmm. And so, and on our coming soon page, we have a bunch of maybes that are kind of circling. But even that, like sometimes stuff kind of comes and goes. We we miss our window of opportunity with it. Um, but yeah, we're we're not keeping any secrets. If we book something, you will see it on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm sitting at home, or Andrew's sitting at home, or Mel sitting, like seconds later, we'll have it up on the website yeah. with a, with a premiere poster thing. And um, like, there's there, I have those questions myself. There's so many movies. That, oh yeah. that I want us to book, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure if we can get them. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah. But you can only yeah. hope sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's like, like The Hive, for example. Like, if it was as simple as snapping my fingers, I'd be like, let's get this movie. But it's a little movie. Might not even come to Canada. They might just be straight to VOD, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And big movies, <clears throat> by the time we can get them on a case, like, we got Mad Max, but a lot of the big summer movies, like, when, when I went to see Mission Impossible at the Carlton, I kind of said to them, I said, well, I'm going to want to come see something that we probably won't get at the Mayfair. Mm-hmm. And it, it's... The, the embarrassment of riches of independent and premieres we get means we don't have room to movies that I think would be cool, like whatever, Ant-Man, but we just don't have room. We don't have room for it. So, But, um, yeah, so just keep an eye out on, on the uh, the website and on, if you want, subscribe to our newsletter. That'll have everything yeah, on Yeah, you just go on our it. website and um, on the main page, you can just type in your email. And yeah. uh, every Tuesday or Wednesday, we send, we email you a newsletter. Yeah. That has all the weekly upcoming stuff. Stuff on it. All the yeah. stuff that's confirmed. All the stuff. Um, yeah, so I guess we're going to wrap things up pretty soon. So a, a weekly thank you to our friends at House of Targ. Mm. That's another one. There was a movie at Fantastic Fest, I think, and it's a King of Kong-esque documentary about mm-hmm. video game nerds. Nice. And I sent that over to Lee, and I was like, can we get this so we can do a crossover with House of Targ? Um, so yeah, so Friends of Targ, and then... Um, Audible.com. Audible. Audible dot, audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. You can log in there and get a, uh, a free audiobook. And I was actually professional enough to research this this week. There is an audiobook of both A Walk in the Woods mm-hmm. and This Changes Everything. So, oh, good. So two, two movies that we have screening that you can go check out. Uh, who, with. who reads them? I wasn't paid attention to that. I just saw that they that I don't think it's the authors. I think it's just a a, a one of the, one of those professional audio commentary audio audio book readers voice actors voice actors yeah. Be funny if Nick Nolte. Read it was it. Nick Nolte. Oh yeah. man, I would listen to that. Nick Nolte should just read everything. <laughs> read everything. He's horrible. <laughs> this angry. changes everything. Read by Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Global warming. Serious problem. <laughs> the end. Uh, yeah. So go listen to those for free by putting in that you like the Mayfair. One of those. You can pick one. And then uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more cool movie stuff. 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 And things. Both stuff and things. Stuff and things. And I'm going to go watch Trainwreck right now. Yay. All right. See you next week. Bye, everybody.